Welcome to Friends and Daggers, the daily vlogcast that opens up the scriptures and helps us understand the person and the work of Jesus. Now, all throughout the scriptures, we see a, a triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, making and keeping promises. Now, this is in opposition to uh, the unholy trinity, which is the devil and the corrupted world and our own sinful flesh. And uh, those three are always uh, deceiving and lying and trying to separate us from, from the triune God and from one another. But this God, this triune God, makes and keeps promises specifically in the person and the work of Jesus. They're known as covenants, or uh, you could say these binding agreements between God and his people. Now, you see a number of these all throughout the Old Testament scriptures. You see a covenant that God makes with Noah, that uh, he hangs the bow in the sky. Never again will the world be destroyed by a flood. He makes a, uh, a covenant with Abraham, that through Abraham, through this uh, chosen family, Messiah will come, the, the anointed one who will crush the head of the serpent or the devil. He makes a covenant with David, that from the line of David, there will come the anointed king, uh, the, uh, the son of David, the Messiah. And we're going to find also that God makes a covenant with the people of Israel, uh, at a mountain called Sinai. Now, there's two types of covenants. There's this one-way covenant where it's an uh, agreement made by one party to another. I'm going to do this for you. I will keep my word. I will be faithful. And then there's another covenant, and, and you could characterize this as a, a two-way covenant, where uh, two parties are in this agreement, and um, the superior perhaps makes this binding covenant to another. And then in response to that, the other party pledges uh, a response in action or in uh, a way of life. Um, and so this is the type of covenant that uh, we see uh, with God making to his people um, at Mount Sinai. It's in Exodus chapter 20. So we're going to find out that the triune God is going to be a covenant maker. And in this case, he's going to be uh, a law giver. But the fulfillment of this covenant, the keeping of it, because uh, we're going to find out that the people of Israel and uh, us as well, we break this covenant with God all the time. We haven't loved God with all our heart. We haven't loved our neighbor uh, as, our, um, as ourselves. And the triune God uh, is not only the lawgiver, but in Jesus, our brother, we're going to find out that he is the law keeper, that he keeps the law perfectly on our behalf. And then he goes to the cross and he takes our sinfulness, our rebellion, our breaking of the law upon himself. And he pays the wage for that, the wage for sin being death. But he rises again on the on the third day. So, in Jesus, we have uh, a brother who is the perfect law keeper. So, Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. He doesn't come to abolish it, but rather to fill it to the full, to fulfill it. He says this in Matthew chapter 5. He says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to, but to fulfill them. In fact, he'll 
he'll uh, speak about this law all throughout his ministry, and he'll even um, you know expand it in such a sense that he gets right to the heart of it. A number of times in Matthew chapter 5, for example, he'll say such things as, You have heard it said that you shall not kill. But I tell you, if you're angry with your brother, you've committed murder in your heart. Or he'll say, uh, You've heard it said that you should not commit adultery. But I tell you, even if you look at a woman lustfully, you've committed adultery in your heart. And so he doesn't come to abolish the law, but rather to uh, fulfill it. Uh, to live the perfect life on our behalf, to call us to repentance, and then to receive all of his perfect works, his sacrifice for the forgiveness of sins. So in Exodus chapter 20, we see this uh, this two-way covenant, uh, one doing something for another and then calling for a response. So Exodus 20 uh, reads like this, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. God is speaking to his people. He says, I've created you. I've redeemed you. I've brought you out of slavery. I've brought you through the Red Sea. I'm providing for you in the wilderness. I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of, uh, out of, out of, the land of slavery. I have done this for you. Therefore, you could say, in response to this, And now come the words which we have come to know as the Ten Commandments. In response to this, therefore have no other gods before me. Don't take my name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Honor father and mother. Don't kill. Don't commit adultery. Don't don't steal. Don't bear false witness against uh, one another. Uh, Don't covet. So this triune God is making an keeping these promises in in Jesus, and we see it in uh, the covenant uh, made with now Moses and the people. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, Um, and he says to us, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of your spiritual slavery. Now, in response to that, this is the way you are to live. Love God and love one another. Now, again, we have this enemy, which is uh, the devil and the world and our own sinful flesh, and they're always lying to us, always deceiving us. And so uh, God's people all throughout history are breaking covenant. The people of Israel are breaking covenant. You'll hear the prophets speak to them about how they have abandoned, how they have forgotten, how they have rebelled against God. We also break the covenant. God's people are forever because of this unholy trinity attacking them, uh, breaking the covenant. We, we have been unfaithful. We have been disobedient. We have been rebellious. So the message of the prophets to the people of Israel is the message uh, also to us as well. And so the people of Israel are, are asking questions when invading nations come, the Assyrians and the Babylonians, and, and why are these things happening to us? And the answer of the prophets is that you have broken covenant. Repent. Repent. Acknowledge your sin. Turn from it. And then the good news, uh, God is faithful. God is gracious. God is merciful in Messiah. And he will forgive your sins. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. Therefore, in response to this, and then again we have the covenants. You could summarize them with one word, love. Or with two phrases, love God, love neighbor. 
or with uh, the Ten Words or the Ten Commandments. Now, the good news, in the midst of this rebellion that the people of God have, as well as uh, our own rebellion, is this, is that one day there is promised to the people of Israel, one day there will be one who will be the fulfillment of all of the covenants. The fulfillment of the promised seed to Abraham is Jesus. The fulfillment of the son of David, the king, is Jesus. Also, the fulfillment of the perfect one who will keep all of the law on our behalf is Jesus. Again, the triune God is the law giver, love. Love God, love one another. But in Jesus, our brother, in the midst of our rebellion, we hold on to the promise that this Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, who has taken on human flesh, is also going to be the law keeper on our behalf. And this perfect one, one day will hang on the cross for our sins, for our rebellion. God's wrath placed upon him and not on the people of Israel. And we hold to that by faith. We have heard that news. We uh, rejoice with the message proclaimed by the disciples that Jesus Christ was crucified for the sins of the world, but he rose again on the third day. God and sinners are reconciled. The Apostle Paul said it this way, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, speaking of both the law, how perfect it is, but also how perfect the law keeper is, which is Jesus, and how he gives to us all of his works. Paul writes, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God.